Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, a video producer at Polygon.com. I am joined today uh, by my wonderful coworkers, and I have a very important question for each of them. Allegra Frank, I want you to tell me what you do, and I want you to tell me which beverage you shame. Oh! I want beverage shaming from all of you. I love beverage shaming, so I am down for this. Uh, I'm a senior reporter. So I'm all about the news at Polygon.com. I also work at Polygon.com, so that's so weird, Simone. We both work at Polygon.com. How did we meet? I don't know. Tinder. Go, <laughs> Tinder, tell me, right. tell me the beverage. Um, okay, that beverage you shame shaming people for drinking. I'm looking my coworker right in the eyes for this one, but she'll, we'll get to her. But uh, I am not a fan of lukewarm coffee or coffee at any temperature other than hot. I don't like iced <laughs> coffee. I think it's inane. I think it's gross. But lukewarm coffee? I don't know. I don't know about that one. I no one has a choice, you. Allegra. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know who just called hey, out. All right, that Ashley, so go. You go next, since clearly you have a lot of feelings about beverages and shame. I'm Ashley O, social media manager at Polygon. I was only drinking lukewarm coffee because I was in a meeting and I don't have a choice. And when you need to be caffeinated, you have limited choice <laughs> options. <laughs> I have never needed to be caffeinated so badly that I would stoop so low I as put, to ingest lukewarm coffee. I put four Ashley. espresso shots in my latte this morning. Can oh wait, we that sounds really so good. even it was really good. listen to someone who doesn't like coffee at all? I don't think so. We I have to. So. We we are a panel of people who love each other despite our differences. And on that note, Chelsea, I want you to shame some beverages. Oh, <laughs> hi. My name is Chelsea Stark. I'm the news editor at Polygon.com, and I hate coconut water and pretentious people that drink it. Oh, it tastes wow. Why are we trying like to alienate crap. so many people? We're not just shaming <laughs> you the drinks anymore. We're shaming, shaming the people. people. <laughs> you brought us to this dark place. Simone, why don't you tell us your beverage shame? God, you know, I don't know that I have any because I was a person. No, actually, I do. I lied. I'm sorry. I don't understand the point of sparkling water. I don't think it's thirst quenching. It is yes. so gross. It is very Thank gross. You. It's and so it has gross. a bad taste. Oh my yes. God. I hate Simone. You get this. Ashley, you too. Yes. Okay, when you go to Europe and you have to yes. like, purposefully request like, still water. water. Maybe just exactly. be a little more continental, Allegra. Wow. Sparkling water is gross also, and bad. I feel like it makes you thirstier it when does. you drink it. Because it's not freaking thirst quenching. Here's the thing, though I, I did not understand the point of La Croix. LaCroix. Excuse me. I before. know that you were all being shady because I'm drinking LaCroix. <laughs> I actually didn't notice right. until now. See that. But Sorry. No, my story has a happy ending. It's that I didn't understand it. Like everyone was losing their shit over it before we moved into this office. They're like, we were gonna have we're gonna have LaCroix, we're gonna have LaCroix. And I was like, I don't care. And then I tried it and I actually now like it a lot. Ooh. And I don't understand why. But Simone, it's I flavored shouldn't. though. It's not like you drink seltzer for fun. That's true. People who drink seltzer. There's something about the carbonation of this it, podcast though. right now. I don't know. Like I I feel like LaCroix is not that different from like sparkly water. I feel like it's actually thirst quenching and delicious, and that's that's all kind of wakes me up. I guess coffee wakes me up. Allegra wakes you up inside. (laughs) I like how episode one intro a table divided. Episode one, they're all fighting. All right, well then let's move to the part where we talk about what games that we played this week. Uh, Maybe we can find some common ground and be friends again. Uh, Chelsea, what have you been playing this week? Oh, man. I've been playing a lot of fighting games this week, which is... <laughs> Appropriate. Is that normal for you? Yes. You're I, a fighting game person, right? I am a fighting game person. I really like... I really enjoy Street Fighter. I've been playing a lot of Five on and off. Um, so this is like a really... I feel like 2017 is a good year for fighting games. And I so I played a bit of uh, Early Arms, and our, I did not review it. Uh, Michael McWhorter reviewed it for Polygon.com. But I did... 
really enjoy that. But I did uh, review and play Tekken 7. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that game is very good. I have some questions for you about ARMS, actually. Because my, yeah. I, so I'll preface this with I don't really play a lot of fighting games, but my impression of them is that people who really like them enjoy like doing combos and stuff and really getting into like the, these deep play mechanisms that they enjoy. ARMS, I was under the impression that it was more of just a button mashing game. Is that right or is that wrong? No, I think you, the most interesting thing about ARMS to me is that you are so far apart from each other that there's a lot can ha- that can happen between the time you deploy your arms, which shoot across the field at your opponent, and then like the time they actually may hit because your arms are on these long springs and you can control them mid-flight so you could like have your arm turn left and smack someone in the face or you know you can kind of deploy like a little parasol if you're playing twin tail and block someone's shot. So all of these things are like there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. So it's almost kind of like a deeper strategy in that of of thinking about okay, what are they going to try to do and how can I respond to it? Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I have a very important question for Chelsea about yes. ARMS, which I've played a little bit. Like, they had that Toast Punch, um, which was, like, their beta, um, which was super fun. I think ARMS is super fun. But Chelsea, I never played as Helix mm. in the Test Punch because he is a disgusting abomination. Is he even more disgusting from behind? Oh, I haven't played him. His, uh, I only played against Helix. I mostly played Ribbon Girl. Allegra, can you describe Helix's long, slimy body for us oh, right now? Slimy can you body. lower your voice a few pitches? pitches? Octaves? No, that's octaves. not right. I think octaves. No, I think it is. Do this. <laughs> describe the long, Helix slimy body. Helix is a sensual. No, he's green. not. <laughs> I can't do that. Simone, I can't. Now we're giving them the um. ASMR tingles. <laughs> is he actually slimy, though, or is he just green? He looks he's very slimy. He looks, yeah, but he looks like wet. jello. He's kind of. I don't he's, know if he's I'll, wet. He's stretchy. I think he's like a flubber. Okay, so he's not like wet or moist. I feel like or he's like gelatinous. What yeah, would no, dry jello feel like? No, no he's got to be moist. I mean, because otherwise, if we, no, you're right. He would be a dry jello. He's got to be moist. No, you've never Chelsea had Stark, like... 2017. New Twitter Helix profile. He's got to be moist. Um, so Helix, Jeez. basically, in Japanese, his name is DNA Man, and I think that's kind of a better name for him. So uh, I was reading about him yesterday, and he's an experiment from the arms laboratories um, to test out their like fighting, uh, like experiment program um and so his arms are literally dna strands and he has a disgusting always slightly ajar mouth with a hint of teeth yeah and this weird hair piece and his body can stretch between like i think it was like two and 30 centimeters yeah. in height. No, no, no. It was 25 and 250, right? Was it's something yeah, he's insane like, humans. like that. Yeah, well, he's human 30 size. centimeters is not a person size. Yeah. But he can get yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, size. it's like he can be short, or 25, very, very or he big. can be yeah. like 10 times bigger than that. And so on the ARMS website, they have like breakdowns for all the characters' stats. And then like it's basically just like arm girth, which I don't know what that means. And like I'm into it though. <laughs> yeah. And like a less and jumping and stretchability or whatever. And then they have a special unique one. And for uh Helix, it's gross factor and his is off the charts. I Ashley, you were gonna say something. I, I saw you going in for the mic. I was gonna say I don't think that the disgusting or disturbing thing here is what Helix looks like. I want to go back to his backstory about him being in a lab. That's eugenics, Allegra. 
He's why? <laughs> why is there? Why is this being practiced in they the were... Nintendo world and no one cares? Everyone's like, "Oh man, he's so gross." It's not its fault. They were trying to figure out why people woke up with spring arms. Ashley, they didn't mean to make a DNA. They're being man. genetically this is engineered. A new, <laughs> new way for like E-rated games. E is for eugenics for this. I mean, one. kids have to be introduced <laughs> to eugenics at some point he in looks, their lives. He's also two years old. He's That's, a baby. He's, he's a, two years old. He's a why gentle, is he so big. I don't know. Like he's he, it sounds like a robot kind of situation where he was just invented and created, but he's only been on this planet for two years. Oh my god! Years. He's like he Benjamin Button or like that movie Jack with Robin Williams, where he's just like ages way too fast. Do you think he knows how to fuck? Oh god! Uh, you know, I've never happen. thought about that. Sorry. I don't. I don't want to know or think about how like does Helix reproduce. Okay, wait, wait, wait. How he fucks? So he just absorbs them into his gelatinous <laughs> body. And then he like absorbs some nutrients or like genetic material and then he spits them out and they're all slimy. Okay, my question though is who are the they? <laughs> Whoever he wants. It's like Katamari, you know? If, you, if he accidentally walks into a trash can, he's fucked that trash can. Who are they? Do they need help? Yeah. This is horrible. No one wants to be in there. You can't breathe. Wait, it's wait, disgusting. Wait, wait. Side arms when like he's throwing people? Is he fucking? No, 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 no. No. I'm just talking about his body, this not his arms. Privately. This is a private consensual matter. He can... Between him and the trash can. Yeah. So this actually brings up a question. Somebody asked me on SEO Play um, if ARMS is basically Nintendo, like, looking at what Overwatch has with its great community of fans who are shipping the hell out of all those characters and being like, we could get in on that and making some sexy characters. Because I think, I mean, Helix aside, Twintel is super hot. Ribbon Girl is 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 lovely. He Whatever the man with the blue hair is. Spring Man. Spring Man. I love Spring Man. He's cute. Are they trying to get in on that fuck money? This is my big industry question for the day. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that anyone on a Nintendo panel was like, "Here's a big slide in your PowerPoint that just says fuck money," and there's a bunch of dollar signs I below it. I definitely think that that happened. My, I guess what I'm asking is because I don't really know much about their personalities because I haven't played the game yet. Do they have interesting interactions and personalities? No, they that... don't really seem to. They it, okay. They just they don't. There's not like there is some arms lore, but it's not like the deep arms fiction that is kind of woven in. Because I mean, like, Overwatch, you have, like, you know, you see terminals and you can read stuff. There's, like, a lot more small stuff, and mm-hmm. there's not necessarily that. But that Whereas doesn't mean... arms, it's just, like, they woke up and they have springs for And there's arms. something about the masks. I, mm. yeah, it's... Well, I'm into the masks. Allegra, what have you been playing this week? Ugh. Uh, so I played a little bit of arms last mm-hmm. week, uh, as Chelsea said. In Mike, the punch test. Mike McWherter, shout out. Uh, <laughs> he reviewed it, so we, like, did some local play oh my god okay so another shout out to a polygon friend uh clayton our video editor uh reminded me of pocket card jockey which is like one of my favorite nintendo 3ds games ever uh it came out last year it's like a little eShop game and so last night when i couldn't sleep at three in the morning because i was thinking about e3 i was like yo i'm gonna play some pocket card jockey and that game is so Good, Simone. I've never played this game, and I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's very complicated. One time I asked so Allegra good. to explain it to me on Slack, and the only thing I remember is she says, you make horses fuck, and you play solitaire, and you race them. Wait a minute. This is the horse game you were talking about. Yes. Is okay. that accurate? So there are no cards. That is exactly it, Ashley. Um, okay, so. Pocket car jockey? Card. card. Not card. car. Okay, this clarifies <laughs> a lot It's a car jockeying game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nintendo. Game. It made sense. 
but now that there are horses and you're breeding horses, I'm interested. It's like part like dating sim almost yes. where you breed the horses yes. together and then they can like so you breed like two really good horses together to get a really good oh, baby yeah. horse and then you race it through like various cups like over the years as it gets older and the way they race is you literally play solitaire this is my shit it's so good simone how, how could i not how, know about this how does solitaire have any bearing on your speed yeah. i don't know okay so, <laughs> so you're not actually controlling the horses you just no play solitaire Actually, you do kind of control the horses. It's a weird game. To get Are really the granular playing soccer chair. Secretariat. Secretariat plays solitaire. Um, so basically, to get super granular in a really quick way, um, you're on the horse and then you play a really quick game of solitaire. There's like a timer. Um, and you're basically trying to clear your hand with like by playing solitaire really quickly. It's not like a full deck. Um, and then that like depending on how fast you do it, you'll get like stamina points, and then mm. you can like draw a line on a map for where your horse should go on the like course. Okay. And then you have multiple rounds of that. And then in the very last round, when it's like going to the finish line, you can actually like move your horse. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> You can make the horses have babies, Simone. I'm into the horse breeding. I'm not. I, I want to like actually control. I used to play a game called Championship Season uh, when I was like in middle school or something or grade school even, where you got to you know go through the whole rigmarole of brushing the horse and feeding the horse and blah 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 blah. But then you get to like go through dressage courses and cross country courses and show jumping. That game was my shit. You got to unlock faster and faster horses. But of course, because I was a child, I had to exercise each horse properly in turn and take care of them because. That's what you do when you are a, a, a horse obsessed. Oh, you're, I was the horse girl. I'll admit it. Anyway, I'm, I'm interested in this game, but not so much in the solitaire. Ashley, what have you been playing this week? Um, aside from nonstop Overwatch grinding to get story the, of our goddamn lives yeah to get the last of those anniversary loot boxes which have not been kind to us. They're really at bad. All. Wait, it's, let's talk about that. That's uh, so annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, the anniversary loot boxes. All the skins are legendary skins, right? So yep. they're super friggin' rare. I've gotten maybe three of them. Have you gotten any? I got, let's see, I got soldiers, which I don't like. Garbage. Disgusting. Bad. I got maze, which I really wanted. The beekeeper. Oh, so cute. And then I got uh, a sombra dance emote, which I do enjoy. I think that's, that's my favorite one. That's all you've one. gotten? I got, uh, that's depressing. Yeah, and I've opened like over 30. Yeah, no, I bought the 25 at the start of the season like I do, or start of the um, event like I do every event because I'm garbage. I feel like since I got the game, you know, because I work for Polygon, I had to get the game to play it for free, and then now I have spent three times that much in stupid loot boxes. Three I'm times free. I'm glad you also buy 25 because that's the number I stick to. You too. gotta. Like, this yeah. is perfect. That's a good amount. But um, I only got, I got three legendary dance emotes with zero skins. I did get Reinhardt's so dance emote. I keep getting those uh, really shitty gold player icons, like the uh, the player solo. I hate them. I hate them all. I got I two don't of them. Player icons suck. I've gotten oh, so God. many since this event started. I don't want any more. I'm never going to change mine. I have the cute Roadhog one that's a little pig. I'm never going to change it. It's perfect. I got two <sighs> of the gold ones, the same icon in the same box. Oh, and I, I didn't like, know that was possible. Depressing. I, I'd never had seen that before. I've also gotten the same new Widowmaker voice line three times in my... Oh, me too. You know what I got? I got uh, a legendary skin, 
It was the young Hanzo skin. <gasps> it's not part of this event. I got a legendary skin that's not even from this event. I uh, uh, was so angry. And I don't even like young Hanzo skins because he doesn't look like Hanzo. And also he's not as hot when he's young, which is weird for me to say. But um, yeah, looks no, way but better No, you're older. not really into Hanzo. I'm into old Hanzo. Old Hanzo's hot. Old Hanzo is Also, nice. okay, so I keep having this thing with Hanzo where if I... I don't play him because I'm very bad at him, but every time I get him in random, I'm really good with him. But then it's never at the point where I'm like, I feel confident as a person who's going to pick Hanzo in quick play. So I never do, but I really want to get better at him because he's fun and you can kill people so exactly. easily if you Simone, can aim. What you don't realize is that whenever you play quick play, there is always a Hanzo on your team, and your skill level of playing Hanzo only three times in Mystery Heroes, and that person who deliberately insta-locks Hanzo, it's probably the same. Fair. But I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person where people are like, that bitch picked Hanzo, and then I, I go out there and I, like, team wipe, and I kill everyone, and they're like, I love you now. You're the best Hanzo you ever. You could do that. That's going to be me. You can, me. because, the, like... One day, there is a good Hanzo, but everyone thinks they're that person. Right. <laughs> that person. Well, I mean, just it's basically just fire your ult off and then get five kills, get play of the game, and then have everyone His in your team be so like... so easy to dodge, though. Yeah. Poor Allegra is sitting there like, <laughs> I don't play Overwatch. <laughs> One day, I hate my well, life. Well, actually, <laughs> to steer it away from Overwatch and away from Blizzard, I'm really shocked. I tried Diablo 3 <gasps> for the first time. I've never played any of the other games because they look too difficult and just kind of needed specialized knowledge. I don't know. I just stayed away from them. And then I played three and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then I sat there for like five fucking hours just like, oh, you get his treasure, 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 treasure. And then you just hold down the button. You just kill everyone and get so much treasure. I'm like, this is an amazing game. The day Ashley learned about that loot grind. Wait, why oh are you gosh. playing it? I don't know. I just That's like. That's so random. Well, it was suggested to me because, you know, the shitty drop rates with Overwatch. And it's like. So someone was like, hey, you know what the opposite of that is? Diablo 3. It's just nothing but reward. And I was like, I don't know. That doesn't sound fun. It's fun. <laughs> so this is like your your de-stress game. It is. Pre-E3, post-horrible, depressing Overwatch matches. Are you playing it on PS4? Yeah. And it, that's a fun experience, playing it on console? It is. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me about loot. Ah, like I would ever buy a new game when I have like 50 that I still need to play just from this year alone. Kill Simone, me. what are you playing? Just Overwatch. This is the depressing thing is that I'm like, I, I really need to start Persona 5. Mm. I haven't. Oh, oh, you should. Yes. Thank you. I, I was waiting until after three, E3 to start Persona 5 because I just That's didn't a good want time. What I need is for someone to just come over and sit my ass down and then I'll try to load up Overwatch and someone will like smack the controller out of my hands and open Persona 5 and just make me start it because it's so intimidating to know that I'll be sitting there for like 100 hours. Not all at once, obviously, but it, th like that's very it's very hard for me to start long things like that. I'm the same with TV shows. Like I'll say for years and years that I'll watch something and I'm lying. Oh, the no, whole time. it's absolutely true. It's like the the fear of starting something that you mm -hmm. know you have a commitment to yeah. and you're just like I'm not ready for that commitment. And then and I'm a completionist, so like that makes it I know I'm going to be in there. I mean, so I don't know if it makes you feel easy. better, but I had the same thought. I was like, I'm not going to sink 100 hours into this. And I did, but the whole time when I was doing it, it does not feel long at all. Like if anything, That's I started to like feeling. stop playing it at the end because I was like, I'm nearing the end. I want yeah. this to last it's forever. It's definitely the kind of game where you can like easily like blindly sink 10 hours into it in a day. 
Also, you like Persona. I know I do. Well, see, what you just said scares me because I have other shit that I need to do besides sinking 10 hours into Persona a day. And that is exactly the reason why I have no point. You don't. So play Persona oh 5. Oh my God. There is nothing more important than Persona Allegra 5. Allegra never wants to hang out with me again, I guess. Jumping I'm going to be the person wagon. who comes and hangs out with you and smacks the controller out do of your hand. Do that. I would too. Do that. It's Watch going to be, it's going to be hot soon. Like, yeah. why leave the apartment in the middle exactly. of summer? That is the argument I was waiting for. And you can get a cat who tells you what to do. And you can date people. That's kinky. I like it. <laughs> you can date your 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 teacher. That's an option. Yeah! You can, yes! you can romance okay, her if you want. Okay, I'm here for that. Um, your problematic fave, Simone de Rochefort. Should we talk about some news? Let's talk about some news. Uh, one of the stories this week we already kind of talked about, which is Helix being gross, Nintendo confirming that Helix is gross. Um, I just wanted to say that 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 is a thing that exists that's a thing that people need to know he this is gross. this is all for the nick robinson stands who are gonna yeah. flood our mentions literally so, like literally, i wrote that story <laughs> that was like even nintendo thinks helix is gross and all yeah, of the comments i know allegra i gotta look at all the notifications <laughs> Wait, that like, still are coming in before this meeting just everyone faving this and just like <laughs> oh my god it got like so many retweets or replies it was just like whoa shots fired and like people like at mentioning me being like i thought you and nick were friends that's in like, the facebook comments too. you know what i'm sorry but helix is gross i love, I love to well, it's just funny friend. because you wrote that thing, and then he replied and said, fuck you. But he replied to the Polygon account, which I have to read. So I had to be like, Nicholas, he come on. So I got dragged into this, and I almost wanted to tweet, like, look, man, I just take care of the fucking mentions. I didn't write it. And everyone's like, well, You should Polygon. block Nick Robinson for Polygon. Yes. <laughs> like, you're body shaming. I'm like, I didn't body shame anyone. You can't body shame a blob. <laughs> Moist jello. Yeah, that's true. Nicholas Robertson son. Does Please. he actually, because in the episode of Please Retweet, which is a complete work of truth and not fiction, he said that he just liked Helix for that uh, his scheme to get Bill Trennan and Nintendo of America. But then he fell in love with Helix. Okay, so he did actually fall in love with He's Helix. In love with genuinely, Helix. is okay. it a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing though? Like, is I just don't know whether I can trust. Helix? I think it's genuine love. Is. I think it is genuine love. Beauty Ew. and the Beast right. scenario where Nick is <laughs> yes, beauty and. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is something that will probably be like officially confirmed, confirmed with stuff next week at E3 or this weekend at E3. Uh, but there was a leak, as is so typical of the Assassin's Creed franchise. There was like a Target gift card or something with a picture of the pyramid, Assassin's Creed Origins double confirming that it, it will be Assassin's Creed Origins in title and will be an ancient Egypt set game. Uh, I'm talking about this because I'm biased and I fucking love Assassin's Creed and I suffered without it last year. How pumped are you about this setting? Ten times pumped. You want to talk about games that I will avoid? This is not one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play that shit as soon as I get my hands on it. Uh, I will probably talk about it forever. I, I may be happy or I may be very sad because those are the two emotions that I get from Assassin's Creed. I'm either like really, really angry at what they give me or I, I am, again, stock, to bring up Stockholm Syndrome. That is like my relationship with the entire franchise. Okay, what's on like your wish list? Because you love gay shit. Syndicate. Gay shit? Gay I don't shit. know if we're going to get that from like yeah, ancient, ancient Egypt. Egypt is really not, mm, no. People are doing gay shit all through history. They were, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I trust Ubisoft, you know. Here's the thing. So this is my this is my big concern, I guess, relating back to Syndicate. Like Syndicate was so good in terms of um, 
gender and sexuality and race and all those things that like are I'd love to have featured positively in a game and it was just like very lighthearted and inc- inclusive and I loved it um but I am always concerned that because of the backlash to Unity, which kind of affected Syndicate's sales, that they will look at Syndicate and say, well, the, the, that inclusive thing that we did, that wasn't that didn't work out, I guess. So let's go back to friggin' Edward, whose last name I just forgot. Oh, my God. Scissor Assassin's hands. Creed 4. Scissorhands. Kenway. <laughs> Sorry. Now I really want an Edward Scissorhands game. He probably I was really an assassin. He had literal blades yeah. for fingers. Scissors for hands. Yeah. I, I can't wait for Assassin's Creed uh, scissor hands That's to come out. <laughs> you just shaped with Opiary? What do you do in Assassin's, Assassin's Creed scissor hands? I mean, doesn't Assassin's he like slash scissor some people's hands. faces up in that game? Is it an accident or does he kill people? Edward I mean, Scissorhands? movie, movie. <laughs> I was like, what game? <laughs> I don't think he's like it's not both. a bad dude. It's both. He I did mean, it accidentally. A, okay. But, mm, yeah. That would be such a good game. Oh, Screw Assassin's Creed. I want Edward Scissorhands wow, again. get out of here. <laughs> I'm just fighting with you. <laughs> are, are any of you interested in Assassin's Creed? Um, so oh. I was obsessed, obsessed until uh, basically the Ezio thing ended. I was devastated Rip. when, oh, God. And then um, son, three, which I didn't get more than like, three hours in because it's just it was I'm sorry but it was terrible and it was so terrible that I actually just never played any of them again because I want to just preserve the wonderful memory of the first one to revelations which is great I still have to play syndicate because Simone I'm gonna buy it for you that it's good but um so with the backlash of unity which you're right it kind of affected my opinion of syndicate when it came out I sort of like lumped it together to be honest I was in the same boat as you like the the trailers for syndicate they are similar in tone yeah. like they're very dark very serious like here's a badass badass Jacob Fry who's a gang leader and then in the game he's like a dork who is really funny and warm uh so and his sister's totally, way cooler than him and, yeah and evie is just glorious so i don't know marketing versus game there was kind of a a disparate uh, yeah. tone there i mean i think once they announced that setting of it being ancient egypt of its and it being origins i was like oh fuck I'm going to play that. <laughs> I'm really interested I'm to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be the Assassin's Creed title that that honestly like gets its old audience back because I feel like they lost a lot mm. as the franchise went on. But I think that's going to be the one where people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to play the shit out of that. I can't think of shit. any mini like good modern games set in ancient Egypt either. So like the, the setting is interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. Just Age of Empires. Yeah. Get old. Wait, did they have... Am I thinking of Age of Mythology? It doesn't matter. That game is from 10,000 years ago. That's my, <gasps> my point being is that... Yeah, modern games. Yeah, Modern games. Like, nothing new. Speaking of modern games, uh, Allegra, why isn't Nintendo bringing a Pokemon RPG to the Switch? I don't know. Okay, I do know. I kind of know. Um, so basically, there's two new Pokemon games coming out later this year. Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which are stupid titles. <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry. I don't know, like, they're going to be, like, sequels or alternate retellings of Sun and Moon, which just came out last year. Nintendo is making their own AU fictions of their own Pokemon games. I I think it's just they can't not have a Pokemon game in a holiday season. It's like... So, I completely agree with that. 
Although there, you know, generally there are like years between like I'm not I'm not defending line. that behavior. I'm just saying like I think they're just like we have to. It's a holiday, so we have to have a Pokemon game. So the end. prevalent rumor was that it was going to be like Pokemon Stars, which would be like the you know the typical third version Pokemon game, and that it would come to both 3ds and Switch, which makes a lot of sense because the Switch is out. Like Pokemon on Switch, yo, that would sell like hot cakes. But <laughs> <laughs> but instead, Con- just, confirmed Nintendo hates not hot cakes. Hot cakes. Hot cakes. <laughs> and instead, it's just going to be on 3DS, which to a lot of people, like, that's wild. That's ludicrous because the 3DS is a freaking six year old system. But so I was reading, like, a lot of reactions to that. And a lot of people were like, no, it makes sense because one, Game Freak, the developer, is always kind of slow to move to the next console generation. Hmm. Um, like, they're always sort of working, like, years behind um the other thing is it could fracture like the multiplayer base if there's like two different console versions that don't necessarily interact because we don't but that's know that the every DS multiplayer interacts. game has like no cross play and multiplayer mm-hmm. between consoles yeah also no them being years behind on technology isn't an excuse either because they yeah. make freaking pokemon <laughs> games that literally everyone plays that I mean, and it wouldn't have to be like so technologically impressive. Literally, if you put the 3DS game on the Switch, I would buy four copies. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. But and isn't Nintendo like giving them the like dev kits for the Switch early because it's yeah. freaking the Pokemon company? And the reason everyone thought like this was going to come out on Switch, one, there were like rumors um, and reports. But specifically the Pokemon company, like, apropos of nothing, no one asked them to say this. They were like, oh, we're making games for the Switch. Where's my game for the Switch then? It's been three months of the Switch being out. Allegra, chill the fuck out. No, I want it on the Switch. Calm down. Calm down. Chill out, Allegra. Let's go to some emails from uh, fake listeners. So, okay. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can email us and we'll email. We'll we'll email. We will read your questions on the show. So you can email polygonshow at polygon.com. And then ask us shit. And what I would like you to do is send us E3 questions because that's uh, where we're going to be recording this podcast next week. So tell us your E3 stories. Send us your E3 questions. Uh, we'll get to them. Uh, but now I'm going to read some questions from super real, super real listeners that have totally listened to this show that technically has not aired yet. Uh, hi, Polygon Show. Let's say you have a time machine, but it's a shitty time machine that can only drop you off at the L.A. Convention Center during a previous E3. Which year would you attend? Which game devs would you meet as babies? If you could thwart any particularly bad games or otherwise change history for the better, what would you do? I would go to the Konami press conference where the wrestlers showed up and nobody was impressed. This question is from John Questionman, which is an interesting name for a person to have, a real person that sent this question. Hmm. Questionman. You know, I don't I don't really know cuz I I wasn't big on watching E3 before uh, I started working in games, and it's only been, like, four years. Ashley, you're losing your shit. Yeah, I loved Ashley's reaction. She's like, (laughs) wait, okay, do you guys remember E3 2006, I believe, and it's when they announced the PlayStation yep. 3. Yes. There's two things. There's like I I there's a supercut on YouTube which we will look at later and you can look up person who's listening. Um basically he unveils it and he goes like 599 US dollars and I'm pretty sure that people in the audience just laughed because that's, <laughs> what the fuck is huge. Also my favorite part though that the one that I was losing my shit about is 
there was a game being demonstrated and it was like based on ancient Japan, rural Japan, like feudal Japan, where, you know, just based on battles that actually took place. And then it just cuts to him fighting this. He's like, so here's this giant enemy crab. I remember that. (laughs) You have to attack it for massive damage is what he says. And I was like, oh my God. God, this is amazing. Okay. I can't believe that it was the history very sad is so for the Japanese people when they had to fight all those enemy crabs. <laughs> the other really good moment from that one, though, do you remember, is when Kaz Hirai, like he was talking about launch games, and like the, in the least enthusiastic tone ever, he was like, We've got Ridge Racer. I love that. Oh, that's so good. So, this super cut I'm talking about, like, just keeps cutting in. 599 US Ridge Racer and it just like keeps repeating and then you go to giant enemy crab and I'm like I wish I was there iconic iconic second question hey guys it's Pat in the control room what do I need to know about E3 if I'm going for the first time have you all been before please help me I'm scared this is uh, interesting because there is a guy in the control room named Pat who works for polygon.com and he is actually going to E3 for the first time uh, this week and I think he's scared um chill out Pat like it's to me E3 the time I went wasn't all that different from other conventions and I know it'll be different like because we have appointments and stuff to go to but everyone is a person and everyone is really into what they're doing and chill so uh, I think I think we're all gonna have a good time even though we'll be running around like headless chickens for basically a whole week but we'll all have each other I, I have I have some real advice oh thanks no, I'm sorry. Thanks for that shitting was on good my advice. advice. <laughs> Stop having anxiety, Pat. <laughs> Pat's looking at me through the glass. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about everyone being a person because you, I think you guys in particular actually are going to have people try to talk to you. What? Are people gonna not going to talk no to you? No one wants to talk to me. Fan, I meant Simone and Pat because they appear oh. on many videos and, and like, Sorry. I meant that's fans. That's because they're Those important. are people. Those people are people. Yeah, but they're going to try to talk to you when you're rushing to an appointment and you're, like, trying to shove a cliff bar in your face and you're trying to get there as fast I as possible. I don't know that this is helping Pat in the control no, room. No, this is So not. I'm going to sort of join in on what Simone was saying. So I was in Pat in the control room spot and Ashley's spot because she's be. never been to E3 yeah. um, last year. And I was, I was super excited. But also super nervous because it's E3, it's like the biggest thing. But sort of like what Simone was saying, like, yes, everyone is just there to like have a good time. Everyone's in the same boat of like running around. No one's gonna like be pushing you or like shaming you for not knowing where things <laughs> are. It's like kind of chaotic in there. But there's just like this really good vibe because there's so many cool, fun games to check mm-hmm. out. So just like play as much as possible and just like relish the fact that you're around all of these games that no one else can play. That's so yeah. nice. That's so oh, positive. Also, to end on that note, my advice as someone who's never gone there before, bring some Pepto-Bismol. You don't want to be shitting yourself at an appointment. I, Convention I don't know what the food. scenario, like why Pat is shitting himself in this scenario. Why, but I, when isn't he shitting himself? Oh I mean, I forgot to wear deodorant today, so I, I think I can definitely oh, feel now hey, that that's wait, true. Wait, no, that's a real E3 tip. If you don't wear deodorant, we'll come beat you up. Yeah, I will personally kick you in the in the butt. Over the last few E3s, we've seen a lot of HD remasters on stage. I have a boring question and a less boring question. Do you feel like HD remasters are a cheap strategy to generate nostalgic buzz around a platform or publisher more than an actual attempt to revive a franchise? Question mark. Also, <laughs> if you could see one dormant franchise revived on stage this year at E3, what would it be? Uh, Chelsea, do you want to take a stab at that? Yeah, I do actually agree. I think they are 
they are ways to take your money. But that said, I I am a human with feelings and I have nostalgia that can also be played upon. So I'm not really saying like, oh, don't don't do that to me. But I, you know, it's I disagree because I think that it's really important to keep or preserve old games but for new platforms. I think that some of the stuff is in HD remasters and certain things. There's a lot of stuff that's improved upon. And there's also things that you like will lose like. Mm-hmm. Think about old, like think about trying to play Silent Hill 2 right now. It's an amazing game. That's a, that's a, those are game remasters I would love to see your Silent Hill games mm-hmm. uh, remastered or just a, Are you proving your point or now no. disproving your point? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm continuing my point. My point being is that Silent Hill and the first Resident Evil had these like very, you know, kind of specific tanky kinds of controls. Mm-hmm. And that's stuff that I don't imagine that they will preserve, but like it's a very important part of that game's legacy and the way that like we played games at the that's time. That's true. There are some things that just technologically we can't experience and we, anymore. And we shouldn't. Let's talk about ukulele. Although on the other hand, when Ashley and I tried to, well, it's kind of it's kind of double sided because Ashley and I did try to play Resident Evil One, the first mm-hmm. one, yeah, on, on PS4, PS4 right? and the controls are still janky as hell. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because we are from a more modern generation of people who play games, we j- could not get into yeah. it because we were just really frustrated. So I, I agree that like that's part of the fear. Like obviously at the time being able to change your camera angle and then suddenly realize that you're in danger like that was part of what made that game scary and what made it good uh but then in a modern like for me that just didn't work just because i i'm not of that generation uh, which is unfortunate so like i i really hope that we keep bringing these games out to new consoles because otherwise the, the old ones are gonna stop working eventually and then that game is just going to be lost forever which I, is a terrible thought. i completely agree to that and we need like we we need to preserve our game history and especially with online games but yeah there's certain things that like they don't feel good mm-hmm. when you play modern games that like sucks. and a lot of that is being pulled from our nostalgia and we're like oh that seems like really fun i thought that was so funny you're like oh wait that's awful <laughs> wait i hate it hey y'all you live in new york ny which has some good food but e3 is in la what are you most excited to eat out there and if you've already been to e3 what were your best and worst meals okay let me i answer the mexican food i'm gonna eat so much mexican oh, food yeah, i'm tacos. going to california southern california tacos, tacos. i'll eat enchiladas oh. i'll eat anything poke Poke, poke bowls. That's... I still haven't had poke. Oh Can my poke! I don't understand God. the appeal of poke. Poke is so amazing. So good. It's just fish you, on sushi rice and a Do bowl. you like sushi though? I it's like marinated sushi. In sushi like fish. Form. You don't like fish. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you that don't would like make fish, it, that would make that's it. That's just like hard. saying like I hate meat. Oh, oh this I'm not gonna eat a from burger. Timothy, by the way. Oh, Timothy. I love Timothy. Our biggest oh, fan. Oh, no. It's mar- the poke is marinated as fuck. Ashley, we're going to eat toppings. so much poke. Did you poke. eat at the convention center last year, Allegra? Oh, my God. Okay. I did, but not like from... <laughs> I'm a weirdo, as you guys know. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm going to say. So I ate at the convention center, but not at the food trucks or anything. There's like food trucks outside. But in the Sony booth, here's my pro tip. In the Sony press booth, they have a bowl of fancy mixed nuts, and oh they're so Wait, good. Just loose nuts? Like a bowl of them, yeah. But Chelsea, you don't know where you... everyone's hands have been. Hands. I don't care. My hands have been everywhere that these hands have been, You too. pull out your latex gloves. Chelsea, can you confirm that the mixed nuts are always in the Sony booth, or is that just, was that just for Allegra? I think that was just a special Allegra trap, maybe, they that Allegra Sony Frank. Set. Like, Frank's coming to E3 this year. We got to get our fancy mixed nuts I would out. just go in the booth wanting to get the nuts, and I was like, oh, you got a game for me to play, I guess? Oh, I'm Nuts nuts. In your Actually, mouth. I don't have time. Literally, what? I kept doing that. Oh, so good. You're awful. 
All right. So that's the show for this week. Uh, once again, if you have questions for us, you can email polygonshow at polygon.com. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, and even if you didn't, rate us on iTunes. <laughs> that's really important for a new podcast. We love to, A, hear feedback from you, and B, it helps other people find the show, and then they can enjoy it too, and then you can make new friends and talk to them about our show, which is super cool. So subscribe on iTunes. Uh, please rate us. Uh, leave a review if you have time. We super duper appreciate appreciate it and we will be back with you next week that's the polygon show <laughs>